Well, hello, everyone. It's your host of this wonderful show, Christopher H. Bilbrey. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're able to hear this podcast broadcast from wherever you're currently hiding so that the COVID-19 novel coronavirus doesn't find you. Here in the studio, we have lots of hand sanitizer, Lysol, bleach, hand wipes, and other safety type of equipment. I uh, (laughs) hope you're all doing well. And I tell you, for those of you that are running out trying to find the masks or, or wearing masks or getting masks, quit doing that because the people who need the masks can't find them. And then everyone else goes crazy because there's a shortage of masks and, and it's all insanity. Here's the thing that you don't know. The novel coronavirus that everyone's freaking out about can't go through denim. So if you don't have a mask that you need, cut up some of your denim pants or a jean jacket or something and... Wrap that tightly over your face if you so need it, but you don't need it because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a mask, you're going to cut up your pair of pants, and you're going to go out and you're going to touch somebody or a doorknob or something that has coronavirus, and then you're going to remove your mask and touch your face, and it doesn't matter because you've got it then anyways. So just calm down a little bit. I mean, because listen, I too am freaking out about this, but we need to use a little bit of common sense. We're going to talk a little bit more about this here in a bit. We're going to talk about a few things going on. I hope you're doing well. This is episode 85. It's good to be with you all. I want to take just a second before we get into the rest of the housekeeping business here to say, I hope and I pray that you've listened to episode 84. Episode 84, I was joined by Brad Doherty, and Mr. Doherty and I talked about his son Christian, their family, and the passing of his son and faith, and it was a great, great interview. Um, I hope more people take the opportunity to listen to it. Uh, It's got great numbers, but... I just felt like probably by this point we would be a little bit higher. So I want to make sure that if you haven't listened to it, you're checking it out. You can find it, episode 84, you can find, uh, well, obviously you've already found this episode, 85, but you can find that episode and all other episodes and all future episodes the same way you always find them. And here's the simplest way. I've done all sorts of experimenting, and this is simply it. Obviously, you know the title of the show is Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. If you go to the Google machine or some other search engine that you use and simply type in Christopher H. Bilbrey Podcast, that's K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R, H. Bilbrey, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y podcast. Bang, zoom, that's how you find it. You no longer have to type in perception is reality. You no longer have to go looking, searching here and there. Just simply type in Christopher H. Bilbrey podcast and it'll pull us up. And that's the way that you can share this podcast with everyone you know by word of mouth and social media. Hey, have you checked out Perception is Reality? Christopher H. Bilbrey's podcast. 
Search it that way. You can also find us on social media and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilberry318. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y 318. So I hope you're doing fine. I don't know. Do you have your toilet paper? Everyone's going crazy with uh, the toilet paper. Are you flushing the toilet after you put the lid down? You know, I certainly hope (laughs) that it didn't take the Chinese government trying to get their Chinese protesters under control and back in their homes by releasing this horrible virus, this biological warfare, which then got out of hand and has spread around the globe to everywhere else. I hope it didn't take that to get you to understand that you should close down your toilet lid seat before flushing so all of those little minute particles don't escape out and onto your toothbrushes. Also, also, besides that, are you disinfecting your damn phones? Folks, you might not realize this, and I certainly wouldn't understand why, but you take those everywhere. They're everywhere with you. They're in mass transit. You take them to the bathroom. You take them to public toilets. You're using that phone everywhere. You're touching doorknobs. Then you're touching your phone. You're touching the seat at the theater. Then you're playing your game on your phone. You're going to the bathroom. You're touching your phone. Then you're putting that phone up to your face, up to your children's faces. I surely to God hope that you are disinfecting your phone, and I hope that you've been doing that for a long time. If not, I'm not really sure how anybody is currently alive because it is a nasty, nasty, nasty thing. I have wiped down my phone since I started carrying a smartphone. Every so often, man, you just got to give that a good wipe. Like, And when I mean every so often, I mean like once a day. Maybe sometimes twice a day. Or more than that, if you take it into the bathroom with you as much as you go. There are just things that you have to do and you should have always been doing. And that if you continue to do them, you're going to go a long way to protect yourself. But this coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, is really, really becoming out of control. And I don't necessarily mean with its spread and with those sick and infected and the dead. I mean, it's just totally consuming, and I can understand the fear because I've got it, but I'm just worried that at some point we're going to look back at this point in time and be like, oh, so that's what they were pulling, that they needed this coronavirus to take our minds off of while that was going on and we're going to be like okay I get it I get it because I mean man it's it's a thing I used to go into just various different places and depending on where I was at folks would talk to me about politics some places I would go people would talk about national and state politics some places I would go people would talk to me about local politics depending on where I was specifically it's if they would talk to me about politics from Winchester or Muncie or Madison County or Union City, but not anymore. Nobody's talking about the presidential election. No one's talking about what's going on at the state elections. No one's even talking about the local election. 
everyone's talking about, oh, do I got my toilet paper? Do I have my hand sanitizers? What's going on? There's a map they put up. Johns Hopkins has a coronavirus COVID-19 global cases by Johns Hopkins CSSE map. And you can visit this map if you so choose. It looks like it's like we're looking at global war here. It's at gisandata.maps.arcgis.com. And it's just amazing. If you simply Google coronavirus COVID-19 global cases by Johns Hopkins, you can find it. And it's got total confirmed 113,603 on the left side. It's got the map in the middle. It tells us there are 4,012 total deaths and 63,625 total recovered. And it's got all sorts of information and it breaks it down, man, by the country and it breaks it down by how many are dead in various states in the United States. This is pretty crazy to look at. And on top of that, it's like when I go to my grandparents' house, my grandparents are elderly and we sit around and talk various things, politics, religion, all of the good things that you're not supposed to talk about. And my grandmother just goes through various parts of the Bible and we we talk and debate different things and she said earlier today she said why is the book of revelation so hard to read through and i said what the book of revelation hard to read through if you need to have a better understanding of what's going on look out the window We've got volcanoes erupting since January. We've got locusts. We've got this global pandemic. Wall Street and the world markets are plunging. We have oil wars going on, which, let me tell you, that's one thing that is good on us at the moment. Gas is like at $1.99, which is absolutely fantastic. Fill up all of your vehicles and extra containers if you so choose. But uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy out there in the world right now, folks. And I can tell you that when you drive through downtown Muncie, it looks just like a a regular Monday morning, and everybody's doing their thing. And uh, the Democrats are acting crazy, and uh, who knows what's going on there. And everything is just uh, as it is. So hopefully, maybe all of this other stuff won't get us. What's the the uh, old saying that tornadoes won't touch down in Muncie or Delaware County because the White River forms a horseshoe around it or something like that maybe all of this outside craziness won't get us uh, because of the white river <laughs> I don't seem to think that that's, uh, that's going to be the case but you know listen here's the biggest thing some scary stuff's going on right now uh, I think we're going to make it the American spirit is tough the American will is tough uh, you know, the number one thing that you need to do is put your worries and your problems at the Lord's feet and, uh, you know, say, hey, do your will and, uh, you know, let him know 
where you stand and uh, make yourself ready there. Uh, but, you know, just take a couple deep breaths, you know. Uh, I, I honestly, truly am, am worried about this coronavirus just because I'm a, I'm a germaphobe, all right? Uh, that's, that's the thing. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't think that it's going to just wipe us out throwing bodies out in the roads and I don't think it's going to go through and Muncie's population is going to go from 60 some thousand down to 10,000. I just simply don't see that happening. It's not going to be the great calling of uh, the American people or, or elsewhere. Now, if you're in a third world country and you don't wash your hands and you eat live bats, yeah, a disease is probably going to get you. And if you get a disease and you're eating live bats, I would say you probably don't have the hospital set up to do what you need to do as far as treatment. You're probably in trouble. Thank God we were born where where we were born. I guess that's the only thing I can say about that. But, uh, you know, just if you feel like things are crazy, take a couple deep breaths and realize, oh, we're going to make it through this. Everything's going to be okay. They're doing the best they can to contain this. There was one student in Avon that, that had tested positive for COVID-19, and they shut that school down for like a month. They don't go back to school. They announced it on the weekend that they don't go back to school until April 6th. Now, the spring break is part of that time for that school, but they are taking massive precautions. And I and others are keeping up to date here, and I will do everything that I can to keep you all posted. If I hear or think that something's wrong, I will keep you up to date. As of right now, just use some common sense. It's it's like everything else that I preach uh, from behind the microphone. Common sense has to be the mainstay. Whether you're talking about politics or you're talking about virus protection... Common sense is your best defense. Now, I'll tell you what shows a lack of common sense, and that's my very highly intelligent brother, a chemical engineer in Houston, Texas. He and his family, his wife and two children, are getting ready to go on a luxurious six-day, five-night, two-week quarantine cruise on Carnival Cruises, and I just am blown away by this. Released on Forbes, Forbes Forbes.com, released March 8th, says Americans should not take cruises amid coronavirus outbreak, State Department says. The State Department is telling Americans to not take cruises. And I know my brother's like, we're monitoring it. We're monitoring it. We're not going to Japan. I said, look, I, dude, it, I just, I don't know sometimes how someone could be so smart 
and literally so dumb. I understand wanting to live life and do things. I get it. Live life and do things on the mainland for just a moment and let the temperatures warm up to kill this off or even to see if it's going to kill this off. That's what's going to be my clue to tell us if this is actually biological or not. I'll get to that in a second. But this dude, my brother, I love him to death. He and his wife and his kids are getting ready to load up. And I'm like, dude, I'm betting you money right now you guys get quarantined. Because these people have just that luck. A smart man, him and his wife are both very intelligent, but I'm telling you right now, it's their luck. They will get quarantined. And why would you want to take the chance? It's like saying, all right, I know if I lick that handle right there on that doorknob, I'm probably going to be okay. But there's the chance that I might not be. So, guess what? You just don't lick the doorknob. Well, this is as intelligent as licking the doorknob. Going on this cruise, I know they've had it booked. I know they really want to get away for a while. But, you know, come on. Reschedule it. I guarantee you if they contacted the cruise company, they would work with them. I guarantee you they would. I guarantee you they would. My hope is that something happens and they shut this down. That the cruise companies say, we've only got a couple more days. I mean, you know, depending on when you listen to this, that idiot might be on the cruise. And so, you know, I'm kind of freaking out about that uh, a little bit, but time will tell. Again, Americans should not take cruises amid coronavirus outbreak, the United States State Department says. But Andrew's going to do what Andrew does, and uh, I'll keep you all posted on that. All right, that's about it for the coronavirus right now. I'm about coronavirus out I just, uh, I, I don't know what to do until it hits, you know, it, I know, I know when it hits, it becomes real. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen when that happens. I know that it's in Marion County right now. I know that there are two people who are quarantined on a cruise ship from the Muncie area, but they're not here. So, you know, in East Central Indiana, this just doesn't seem very real. And I know that might not be a good way to look at it, but uh, it is what it is. Like, I understand to a point what my brother's saying. You still have to live life. I don't know that living life means taking unreasonable risks like I wouldn't go get on a cruise ship or on an airplane right now. I wouldn't go vacation in Italy. I wouldn't go spend some time in the state of Washington, but as far as being out and about in Winchester or being out and about in Muncie or being out and about just in your state in general, I think you're probably going to be okay. And real quick, before we move on, I do want to say if you're looking for a great price on a cruise, right now there is a great deal. Buy one week, get two two weeks free simply enter in coronavirus for the promo code 
<laughs> all right. In all seriousness, I do need to mention the sponsor for this 85th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Folks, are you tired of drinking that bland, nasty coffee from the store? Or are you tired of spending $25 on a cup of coffee from that other place? You need to go over to fruitofthebean.com and check out what these folks offer. They have whole bean and ground coffee. For those of you that don't have a coffee grinder at home, they offer single origin coffees from South and Central America, from Africa, from Asia, and other wonderful locales around the world. In addition to having flavored coffees, they have a supercharged breakfast blend. So no matter if you're a morning time drinker only, or you're drinking that cup of joe throughout the day, like several people that I know, to give you that boost of energy, check out Fruit of the Bean Coffee at fruitofthebean.com because not only are they trying to give you the freshest cup of coffee possible, but they are also concerned for those those most in need in our world, the orphans and those affected by human trafficking. Check out their story and their coffees by visiting fruitofthebean.com. And while you're there, enter Perception as the promo code for 25% off. And we'll be right back with some political commentary after this quick break. Hey, I'm Haley Kiyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Perception. Perception. Perception is... Reality. Reality. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the 85th episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's good to be with you. Thanks for sticking with us here. Uh, in the first part of the show, we were talking about the coronavirus. Now, in this second half of the show, I would like to talk about something every bit as vile as the coronavirus, and that would be the Delaware County Democrat Party. Uh, the party is right now in a state of flux. Yeah, kind of not really, and I'll explain that here in a minute. Uh, if you haven't heard, or if you have, we're, that's what we're going to talk about. On March 4th, 2020, longtime Democrat politico, Ali Craycraft, resigned his position as party chair. Uh it just kind of come out of the blue, and it kind of caught us all by surprise. It really shouldn't have. He has come off a couple of really bad elections where nobody has wanted to run as a Democrat. Uh, the people that did run didn't feel like a cohesive team. They couldn't get folks to volunteer. They couldn't get folks to donate money. And so the Democrat Party has really been in the final stages of the death throes, as far as I'm concerned. I've said that multiple, multiple times. And so it's surprising because his term is up one year from this month in 2021, 
the Delaware County Democrats would be electing a new party chair to serve a four-year term. So I'm not really sure why he's now deciding to give this up, other than the fact that I know they have to be scrambling and talking about what they can do. I mean, we're right now in the middle of a presidential election where state officials are running and there are state candidates as well as several local county candidates, but very few Democrats. And those that are running as Democrats, I don't really feel like they think they're part of a team. I certainly wouldn't want to be a part of the 214 team if I myself were a Democrat. And so that's got to be playing on Allie's mind. It has to be playing on the minds of other party leadership. And so it's interesting to see Allie's resignation. Allie Craycraft is a longtime Democrat Party figure who has been in and around the party as a leader for decades. He is a former state senator from 1978 through 2006. He was vice chair of the party through the early 2000s and took over by unanimous vote in 2016 when the party chairman at the time, Steve Stewart, left that position. Now, for a while there, after Phil Nichols left as party chair back in the 90s, and then Dennis Tyler was chairman, they went for long periods of time with the same chairman. Then, after Dennis Tyler stepped down, it seemed like they kind of cycled through chairman pretty quickly there for a minute. But when Steve took over and then Allie took over, they kind of got back on a little bit of stability, quote unquote. I say stability, meaning they kept the same leadership. I certainly don't mean 214 or a majority of the leadership there are stable. I certainly don't believe that. Um, but it's interesting to see this because what does this mean for the party? Does this mean they're on the road to a change? Or does it mean more of the same? Now, I will tell you, I certainly don't believe, as it sounds right now, that the Democrat Party in Delaware County is headed for a change. Uh, from what I'm hearing and from everything that I'm getting, that's not what's going to happen. As of the recording of this episode, which is the late night hours of March 9th into March 10th, Tuesday, March 10th, I'm hearing that Anna Quirk, who's married to Joe Hunter who's friends with John Hampton, who's friends with Mike Quirk, who's a former party chair, who's all part of the whole cabal that's currently in the leadership position, well, that's who wants to take the seat over, Anna Quirk. And that's just a really interesting thing there. Uh, I don't certainly believe that Anna Quirk should be the chairperson. 
I certainly don't believe that Allie should be the chairperson. He's resigned now. I don't think that Mike Quirk should be the chairperson. I don't think that John Hampton should be the chairperson. I don't think that Phil Nichols should be the the chairperson. I don't think that... Uh, Mike White, Templeton the Rat, should be the chairperson. I think that they should implode the Democrat Party leadership and they should try to build a structure maybe around Team Democrat. I, I just... Right now, there are at least three different factions of the Democrat Party. And back around episode 77, uh, I talked about all of the parties, and then I talked a little bit about the Republican chairman. This time, I'm really going to focus on the Democrats because, you know, we all know what, you know, we all know what the stories are. We all know what we've heard. We all know what either really happened or what we perceive. And the problem is some of those perceptions are not reality. However, if the majority of the people think it and the story is X, Y, and Z, whether that's what's really true or not, that's what the majority of the people think. Perception in this case is reality. And so they have a massive perception problem. Ali has not wanted to admit that for a very long time. It sounds like he kind of admitted it in the Star Press article in his quote with Corey Olenkamp. It just sounds like he's kind of come to the point of understanding that they have an image problem. He really wanted to do good work last year, but that's not the way things worked out. He, he admits this is not a great time to change chairman because they're in the middle of an election cycle, one in which they have important races both up and down the ballot. There's a presidential election going on this year. Hello. Um, but he's admitting, you know, I think he's kind of admitting defeat here. And that's a good thing for regular common sense people. It's a good thing for Republicans. It's a great thing for Republicans. It's a great thing for Democrats who love America, who love Indiana, and who love Delaware County and who want to serve the people without the stigma of corruption. However, when they vote to replace this party chairman, when they vote to replace Ali Craycraft, if they don't put somebody in place that is willing to stand up and, and essentially kick Phil Nichols' and kick Mike White, and kick Allie Craycraft to the curb, then nothing changes. And since essentially you're in Phil Nichols' building, I have long held the belief that for the party to truly, truly change, they need to leave 214 North Walnut. Nobody says, do the Democrat Central Committee. Everybody says 214, 214. It's such a stigma. I mean, 
it's it's for so long meant so much bad that I don't I don't care what they do if they don't leave that building and it's not the building that means anything it's not the address that means anything but again perception is reality and so one of the things they could do is elect somebody that isn't part of the current administration within the party. It's not that group of, of rats, that snake pit that I just mentioned. They could pull somebody in, but the problem with this is, and I'm going to go back to this, the precinct committeemen. See, the party, whether or not Allie's there or not, the party leadership have control of the vote. So what we've heard today is Jason Donati is going to run for this position. Okay, now thoughts on Jason Donati. Todd Donati is someone that I do not like. I do not like Todd. I've not liked Todd for a very long time. I've spoke out about Todd, and I just... Todd is as connected in with all of the dirt and the creep and just no good. Now, Jason gets a lot of that on him, meaning people attribute Todd and Todd's doings and goings on to Jason. You know, the sins of the father, that, that kind of happens. Good, bad, or indifferent. And now I want to say here for a second, I went to school with Jason. He was a couple years older than I. And so I've known him in passing. And I can tell you, and I will say this, and I'll take some heat for this, but Jason is not his dad. I mean, that's common sense. But beyond that, Jason doesn't necessarily do things like his dad. There are a lot of people that have a lot of questions about Jason. And some of those things are good, and some of those things are bad, and some of those questions are right, and some of those questions are, are wrong. But it's what happens when you're a political dynasty, and you're someone who's been involved for as long as you have been. I believe Jason would be better than people will give him credit for. I still have some concern because Jason, to me, is not a centrist Democrat. Jason leans more to the left than my liking. Now, that's just political difference. Jason, as a person, is a good guy. Good person, nice, decent human, you know, uh, and... I have nothing bad to say as far as that goes. And people are going to fight me or disagree with that, but I don't get personal with it. You know, it, it is what it is. But Jason's going to have the problem where you're going to have people from Team Democrat who will not vote for him. Not only will they not vote for him, they won't even come to the party to vote. Now, the Democrats are going to be holding a caucus at 5 p.m. on March 16th. 
That is Monday, March 16th at 5 p.m. They will be holding a vote to replace Allie Craycraft. Until March 16th, everybody's favorite, lovable vice chairman, Denise Moore, well, she'll be running the party in term until the 16th. If somebody is interested in being the party chairman, they have to submit a letter to Democrat headquarters at 214 North Walnut Street no later than 5 p.m. on March 13th. And then on the 16th, they're going to vote. Well, here's the problem. Jason Donati does not have the votes to take the seat over. So then it goes to Anna Quirk. And Anna's going to have the votes because Democrats are cheaters. Because Democrats in Delaware County have been stacking the deck. And what people don't understand, and like I said, I told you I was going to talk about this again, it comes back to the precinct committeemen. Everybody that runs for office and wants to run for office and gets all fired up about politics, they want to run for council, they want to run for city council, county council, they want to run for clerk, they want to run for coroner, they want to run, you know, to be the mayor. You don't ever hear people saying, ah, I want to be precinct committeeman. Half the time people don't even know what that is. I did a live video a couple weeks back where I was talking about the importance of precinct committeemen. And this is where I'm going to hammer this again. Because the Republicans are currently electing precinct committeemen in this 2020 election. And even the Republicans suffer from the same issue. You don't have people running to be a precinct committeeman. It's a non-paid position, and it's a lot of work. But let me tell you something. All the people who sit back and say, well, I want change, and I want to throw this leader out, it takes the precinct committeeman to be able to have the vote to do that. And if nobody... Okay, this is important to understand. If nobody files to run for a precinct, then party leadership can appoint that precinct committeeman. And at first, they have to try to appoint somebody from that precinct. But if there's nobody in that precinct interested in doing it, then they can appoint somebody that doesn't live in that precinct. How crazy does that sound? So what they always hope is, they always hope people won't run. So then they can put their people in these places. And that's how Phil Nichols and the rest of that snake pit rat pack, that's the true rat pack, that's how they've been able to keep in their legion of doom for so long because they control the precinct committeemen vote. So you listening to this, if you don't like 
how things go in the Democrat Party. If you don't like how things go in the Republican Party, if you want new leadership, if you want leadership who will stand up and tell officials when they're doing wrong and attempt to get folks back in control, because look, honestly, if you have an elected official and you have a party chairman saying, hey, I don't like you doing this, it doesn't mean anything because the elected official is elected and there's nothing they can't, they can't remove them or whatnot, but it always helps when you have a party chair who is in tune with the wants and the wishes of the people. Both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party have issues with that right now. And both of these parties are fractured. Everybody talks about how the Democrat Party is fractured. Well, let me be very clear. The Republican Party is fractured too. Okay? And you've got folks that's at the cause of that, Victor Whitehead, Rick Spangler. You, you, you've got that going on. In, in the Democrats, you've got Team Democrat, and you've got 214 Democrat. You've got Muncie Resist, which is now kind of a far-left progressive wing of the Democrat Party. And I am a believer of everyone that falls under this banner should be in one party, and you should have a leader who can cater to all of those members. The party is stronger. The Republican Party is stronger as a whole with a leader who can try to herd the goats and try to appease everyone. Now, you're not going to please everybody, but you can try to appease everybody. And some people are just not going to get with the program, but, you know, having two or three different factions of this party or two or three different factions of that party makes both parties weak. And so we're in a situation where currently the Democrat Party, the leaders, the leadership, the, the people that we all cringe when we hear their names, they have the votes. So it doesn't matter who goes to put their name in for this. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what people you have telling you what. Anna Quirk is going to be the next leader of the 214 machine. And at that point, her vice chair will have to be a male. And I don't know who, who they'll put in. But let's talk about Anna Quirk for just a moment. I mean, we're talking about being the leadership, the chairperson, the head of an organization that takes money in, being the head of the party who's supposed to distribute money out to candidates and fundraise and, and keep accounting of everything. And Anna Quirk has a serious problem doing that. Anna's an attorney, not a very good one. Her husband's an attorney, not a very good one. Neither one of them are good at paying bills. And neither one of them are leaders. Neither one of them are leaders. They're, they're not even really good followers. Honestly, 
in 2019, Anna makes the ignorant comment at a Democrat Party leadership meeting that she doesn't believe that 214 is being investigated by the FBI. Now, I don't know what she's taking (laughs) that makes her that oblivious. I don't know if she's just in la-la land or what the deal is, but give me some of that because if you can seriously think that Democrat Party at the center of all of the corruption and all of the dirt, whether it be elected officials or business people or appointed city employees, if you feel that Democrat Central Committee in Delaware County is just A-OK and that the party is not under investigation and you have that belief, you need to get your head checked and you damn sure shouldn't be the leadership of the party. Now, what I would say is the party should want to do whatever they could do to pull away from that. Well, folks, that's not putting Anna Quirk in charge. That's not putting any Quirk in charge that that wants to be a leader up there because they're too close to what's happened and what's went on. Okay? So then remove that. It's definitely not putting a Hampton because he's basically a quirk. It's not putting in Mike White. It's not putting in Annette Craycraft. It's not putting in, you know, <sighs> there's there's so much at the top that you just need to you need to level off and and out of there and you know maybe maybe take a look at team democrat uh, you know and I, I don't know maybe they'll go the way of muncie resist maybe by a fluke jason will get it and we'll see the delaware county democrat party go far left i don't think that's the answer i certainly don't don't believe that's the answer and i have to say that as a conservative because I have to say it, and because I believe it. I like Jason as a person, but beyond that, you're going to have team Democrat who will just not cast ballots for him. So we're looking at a few days, and Anna Quirk will be the new chairperson, and it'll be like nothing has changed. Matter of fact, in the article, Allie says, I'll still be around. Well, of course you will, Allie. Because everybody knows that once you're Democrat leadership, you don't ever leave. And that's not good for the people of Delaware County. That's not good for the good Democrats of Delaware County. It's not good for the Republicans of Delaware County. It's not good for their perception issue. And I guess we'll just play around with Anna as the leader until this time next year and we'll do it all again. I just don't understand.
the Democrats need a change. Everybody knows it. The problem is so many people are too afraid to do anything about it or speak about it or say anything, and the people who are willing to do something about it, they don't have the help that they need. You know, and so hopefully we can start to figure this the hell out. And I want to make sure that I'm not leaving the Republicans out either because they have the exact same issue. They need to come together and they need new leadership. And that's just that's the way it is. I guess time will tell. I don't know. All right, folks. Well, that sound means it's the end of another amazing episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, episode 85. Please share this episode and all others with everyone you know by word of mouth and social media. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites as well as at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Remember, you can also find us simply by searching Christopher H. Bilbrey podcast. Until next time, stay active, stay involved, stay safe, and God bless. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.